Hump Day Quickies Swingers Confessions is intended for mature audiences only and contains explicit language and sexual situations. This is not intended as any professional advice. Welcome to Hump Day Quickies Swinger Confessions. Here in the sex apartment, we share our own sex positive stories and welcome our friends to open up about their experiences in the ethically non-monogamous lifestyle. Newly single Casey pays us a visit in the sex apartment and gives me some special attention. What was supposed to be a quick little play session turned into a mind-blowing lesson in squirting, leaving me eager for more. And we're still at the sex apartment, but we'll get into that info a little later. We are here with Casey. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, how you guys doing? Welcome. We are fantastic. And again, we'll get into that a little later as to why Nessa's smiling a little bit more than usual. A little sweaty. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Breathing hard. (laughs) Well, first off, Casey is a recently single gentleman. We had met him in the lifestyle as part of a couple. And we'll get into how all that went down. But just to get it out automatically that we're dealing with a single male today. Mm -hmm. Yes, we are. So as we always start here, what was it that introduced you to the lifestyle? Oh, that's such an interesting question. I feel like this is something I've been probably prepped for for a long time in my life. I've had several threesomes, even in my marriage, we'd played a little bit with female. Our first experience was actually at an airport right before I was leaving out of the army. So we were getting ready to fly back you know, home. And those two had flirted for, I can't even tell you how many hours in different situations, right? But never really went there. The opportunity presented itself and it was like, hey, we're either going to do this or it's never going to happen because you're never going to see that person again. It was one of those, hey, are we doing this or not? Got the nods, went in the bathroom at the airport. And uh, now are we talking one of those companion bathrooms? No, 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 <laughs> no, no. This was a smaller airport. So okay. It was a small bathroom and like two stalls. Uh, We went in the farthest stall and luckily no one came in while we were in there. It went well. It was more me watching and just light touching while they played together, which was fantastic. And and there was a nice flight home after that where we got to replay the whole scenario for several hours, which was great. Now that was the first time you guys as a couple had ever done anything? Yeah, we talked about it several times. We just had never actually got into it. We'd been married for two years, pretty freshly into the marriage. Typically, you need to build sort of a relationship before you start getting into those sorts of things, especially when you're young. Now, did it ever go anywhere after that? There was a couple scenarios where there was some, once again, light play, but never anything like things that have happened in the last couple of years. Had she been by prior to your relationship or that was just something that was in her head? Yeah, I feel like there was probably some college making out, light touching and that sort of thing, but never, never what she got into in the bathroom. And then, you know, later on, yeah, definitely an advance for her. And it was great to play that out because we, like I said, we talked about it extensively. A lot of foreplay action, right? With, mm-hmm. with talking through that and to actually play it out was great. Of course, you use that for Ever. later yes. scenarios. Yeah, forever. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yep. That was your intro. When did you actually discover there was such a thing as the lifestyle? You know, there'd been talk about it. I, I lived in an area in Denver where it's probably one of the biggest swinger communities in the country. Mark that down on our travel list. Please. Just <laughs> south of me. Um, you know, I'd heard a lot about it, drive by these clubs and people would talk about it like, oh, that, that's a swinger club. So curious, you know, always curious and asking questions. And the interesting part is when you live in a big community like that, you go to a bar and you inevitably run into people and you sit down next to them and you start chatting it up and you start hearing about stories and what happens in those places. So then you're curious. Mm-hmm. But this was, you know, when I was single, I had 
some threesome situations during that time. And I was moving around quite a bit. And when I moved back, I started dating this girl who was a little bit more advanced into it. Like she had actually had some scenarios and she was part of SLS and talked to me about that. And I'm of course, like a little kid with candy, right? Curious. Like I got to ask, where'd you meet her? So we met, actually met online on okay, Tinder. Yeah. Perfect. One of those, you know, you know how that goes these days. <laughs> I wish I totally fucking missed that. Yeah. It really pisses me off. <laughs> it's, it's great and terrible at the same time. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? So <laughs> no, I wish I did. I'd love, I'd love to find the, just any part of it, but anyway. Yeah. So that's how we met. And, you know, we started talking through things and we pretty quickly advanced into being physical and we both kind of advanced when it comes to that as well. So then we start talking through it and she starts being honest with me and telling me things that she's done in the past. And now I'm really curious and I have a million questions. So we go through those questions and I was going to say, how open was she to answering those questions? Oh, very open. Yeah. We were both open to, so I, I, I try to be that way, especially when you're a little bit older, you start a relationship, you're either in, in it for just a player, you're in it to actually start a relationship with someone. And I was in it to start a relationship. So then I wanted to be open and honest about everything. So we were, so she told me everything and you know, some of the things you would hear, you'd have to take a second to actually take it in like, Oh, okay. That's new for me. Or I hadn't thought about that. Or, you know, so (laughs) what was something that shocked you? Her being with another couple, like going to their house and being with the guy and the the wife just watched. I thought that was an interesting scenario. Typically it's the other way, right? right. So there's a yep. female that comes in and then the guy watches the two females. So this was, it was just something to take in. It's something right. new Absolutely. for me. Yeah. So then we talked about going to one of the clubs. So we signed up for the club and we went up there one night on a Saturday and uh, we had been talking to a couple couples and kind of getting a feel for it. Uh, and they weren't actually going to be there that night. So we went up the first night by ourselves and we had a couple of drinks and just kind of watched, walked around, saw what the club was like, of course, got turned on and then went into a room by ourselves, closed the door. That was a new experience and with people being around us. And just being in one of those rooms was a new experience. Right? Absolutely. So then we had another scenario where we went to some concerts with some couples and then had a chance to play with them actually at my place I hosted, which went really well. That was more of a soft situation. Uh, once again, just kind of getting used to it, right? Uh, went very well. And so then we decided to do full and that also went well. Then we went to the club one more time and um, this time we left the door open, which was interesting for me. You know, we left the chain up that night, so there wasn't anybody that was joining in, right. which was, you know, just taking baby steps into this whole yeah. lifestyle thing. So. so that night was actually a night that we saw you guys at the club. Mm-hmm. Nessa's favorite rope superstar was... <laughs> tying girls up on a desk there because it was naughty schoolgirl night Mm -hmm. and he was acting as the principal. And I remember you being very intrigued by the whole situation. Like I've been dabbling in Shibari for a while, which I find very fascinating. And the black and whites from that to me are about as sexy as pictures you can actually come by. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and for me, it's not necessarily as much about the complete control part as it is the whole scenario, taking time to actually tie those. It takes a long time to do that correctly. Right. So it's a whole scenario of foreplay, building up to all of it, just being able to admire visually what that looks like at the end. It's fantastic. I agree. And then it's a whole coming down from it too, as you get untied, because Mm -hmm. that's also a process. During that moment, I could tell she was very uneasy by the whole thing and was very unsure. Mm -hmm. And Tommy could also tell. Mm -hmm. So he went through the motions very quickly to get her in and get her out, Mm -hmm. Just but was very quick to answer all your questions. Yeah, so the fun part about that was he was actually teaching me some of the things as we were going through it. I I was in there to learn and Mm -hmm. watch more than for the whole sexual experience. It was just her first experience being tied up like that. For me, it was to learn how to do it because I was excited to to actually do that myself. So that relationship ends Mm -hmm. and you're left with the choice, continuing the lifestyle or 
move on in the standard relationship world. Yeah. What do you choose if, if we can't figure that out with him sitting in the sex part? Yes. Yeah, anyway, so, <laughs> big surprise coming. Yeah. I stopped everything for a while. I kind of took some time. That was a that was kind of a rough one to get out of. I did a little dating here and there, but even then, it was more about just filling time. I hate to say it that way, but it's true. Then started deciding like, okay, I'm I'm ready to get back into checking this out and seeing what it's like. And okay, now how do you start this as a single guy? Right, it's got its own whole bag I just being a single couldn't guy. Couldn't even imagine. There's a lot of stigmata that goes with that as far as being kind of creepy or like these guys follow women around in the clubs. And I'm not that guy at all, or I don't picture myself that way. Um, I didn't want to go to the club and be the guy following people around that shouldn't be. Right. right. I guess at that point, I would just start talking to people about what I was thinking and playing with some of them also. Our so, local club has an event called Cockfest. Yes. That night, all the couples and single females are given tickets as they walk in the door. And then any single male looking to gain membership to the club, and this happens, I think, only twice a year, is able to talk to all the couples there, single females there. Mm-hmm. And if they like that person, they'll give them a ticket and then they're given the option of accepting the membership or saying, yeah, I've checked out the club. I don't need to do that. And I don't want to. Most of the people that get tickets do tend to go ahead and grab that membership because, well, uh, <laughs> right. What are you there for? Right. So you go, mm-hmm. you get a ticket. Yeah. I went there and got a ticket, which is also a whole nother bag, right? So going up there, you're nervous. Like, am I going to get a ticket? Am I going to get denied? And like you said, this only happens a couple of times a year. So if you don't get a ticket, you're waiting six months to try this again. And then are you really going to try it again after you've been completely denied in that situation? Right. And the turnout was okay. There wasn't a lot of people there. So you walk in and that's intimidating too, right? Kind of an emptier room. And you're like, oh man, now it's really gonna be hard. Right? <laughs> I was lucky enough to get a ticket that night. And so I signed up the membership and actually played a little bit that night. Have been back there once since. I had been messaging a couple couples and they were interested in meeting up there for one of the events. And I met them up there and I was able to meet them. And we actually played that night. I think I was their first single guy experience, which was an honor for me and kind of a big deal. I, I think it went pretty well. And, you know, we've talked about it a little bit since then. So Karen sharing what happened that night. We sat there and watched. There was a show that night. So we watched the show and just talked and got to know each other a little bit. They were sitting outside talking and I went in because at this point, I'm not sure that they had fully decided whether they were going to actually go through with this or not. You know, you know, I mean, there's no pressure ever. Right. So if it wasn't going to work out, that's fine. We had some drinks and some laughs and that's that would have been great. Went inside and they came in and started chatting me up a little bit again and said, hey, yeah, we're interested. Let's try this out. And, and so we did. Went in one of the rooms and played together. It was great. The scenario wasn't like normal where you have to figure out how to get started. It started almost immediately, which was great. Played together and wrapped up that night. It was a good time. You know, w- without talking to them, I, yeah, don't, I understand. Yeah, I don't want to totally give too much away. Yep. <laughs> Anybody listening to this, hey, give the single guys a chance. There are good guys out there and, uh, you know, that are not, are zero pressure and are interested in more than just the sex part of it. I'm one of those people I enjoy hanging out with. We've gone to concerts before. I was going to say, we have definitely hung out before. Yeah. And- with no play or nothing happening. And I have just as much fun. That's kind of what I'm looking for in this whole thing is friends really with benefits. And, yep. you know, we could hang out again and nothing ever happened between us. And I would be completely fine with that because I like you as a couple and quite honestly, probably wouldn't play with anybody that I didn't appreciate outside of the bedroom. The biggest draw for me is the pleasure part of it. I really enjoy giving pleasure and I get pleasure from knowing that people enjoy being with me spending time with me and aren't just there for the sex part of it. And you're good at it. Yeah, I appreciate that. (laughs) Before we turned on the mics, we started talking about how we have played with single guys in the past. And that was that they're more of an in and out kind of a (laughs) a situation now because we knew you prior. We Mm -hmm. have enjoyed social get together tonight before playing. I know you had kind of mentioned that you had a scenario where you felt 
somewhat used in that way where you were in and out. I think most guys are going to hate me for even saying this, but like <laughs> I had a scenario with where I was with a, a couple and it was exactly what you said. Like I went there, we talked a little bit, had a couple drinks, just kind of warmed it up, figured out how to get started, which is, you know, always the hard part, right? Got started. It was fantastic. Absolutely amazing. And then afterwards it was like, I don't know what to do. Like, this is new for me, right? I'm figuring all this out as I go. So I'm like, hang out to like, what happens? They're like, Oh no, we're, we're good. Hey, have a good night. And I was like, Oh, so I get in the car and I'm driving away and I'm like, wow, I just really got used. And that was amazing and completely sexy. Right. But also I'm not sure something I would want all the time. In fact, I know I wouldn't want it all the time. Right. Like I said, most guys are probably going to think, Oh my God, this dude's a <laughs> fucking idiot. Right. Like that sounds like the best case scenario, but I enjoy the before and I enjoy the after. And it was just an interesting experience for me. As you mentioned that, I think of the role that the single guys tend to play at the club. There's an area in the back that has a glory hole and the single guys will kind of circle around the back looking for a couple that be interested in hanging out unlike you who i would imagine would be hanging out by the bar looking to talk to people absolutely as opposed to most of them that are just back by the rooms hoping that most likely an intoxicated person walks back there and is right. like hey let's go while they wait they always wait and watch for somebody to go into the glory hole room mm -hmm. and then run into those rooms and at least get something for their club fee that night yeah what would be your opinion on the glory hole room i would say it's probably not for me i'm not going to say that's something i would never do because i you got to experience most things in life once right it's all about living and, and growing and so i would say that it's something i probably should try but i feel like going to the glory hole is just an easy get done and, and you're out right so yep. i would think in that scenario honestly if i was going to a club and i was doing that i would uh i would go to the glory hole i would finish and i'd finish my drink and leave like that would be that scenario <laughs> right. you know what Don't i mean waste the whole evening if, right if that's what i'm really there for if i'm just there to get off that's then that's what i would do i would go there and be done and probably leave feeling unfulfilled to be honest with you yeah. i know it probably once again sounds ridiculous no, but I, no absolutely no. not so, to me it sounds completely logical because i'm the same way i'd be yeah. like I don't, I don't know i don't think i could do it still we enjoy the social aspect of exactly. the lifestyle just as much as you mm -hmm. do and i can't even envision an evening where we go and even if we met a couple who was down to play immediately I couldn't even envision a time where we would just go straight back, play, and then be done for the evening. And we enjoy being social. I will say that any time that we have played early in the evening, we have always gone back to the bar and hung out with and talked, yeah. anybody else the rest of that night. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. so that leads us to tonight. Yeah. The way we envisioned the podcast starting, Nessa was going to be her typical ready in the other room the second you walked in, and we'd get right to that, then finish, and then instead of going, okay, thanks sit down and have a little discussion. Mm -hmm. Schedules were a little crazy. Things were a little hectic. I may have forgotten my keys, so somebody may have had to come downstairs and let me back in. <laughs> so instead of that, we hung out and talked for a little while. Mm -hmm. It was crystal clear what we were all planning on doing that <laughs> night. Eventually, you suggested, hey, why don't we get this started? Yeah. We need more people like him in our life. I, I, it's, <laughs> yep. So you suggest we head back, mm -hmm. and we do. I say, go ahead and go in there because I run to the bathroom. So don't. And you it was said, very clear. Don't wait for me. That's what you said. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and we didn't. I mean, yeah. No, no, we did not. <laughs> He's an excellent kisser, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Good to know. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Casey is excellent at foreplay style before you take your clothes off stuff, which I typically am the person who will walk in the room and just take all my clothes off. Mm -hmm. But you got to me before I took my clothes off, which was mm -hmm. a nice change of pace. Um, a lot of kissing, which again, you're, and I'm not just saying that, you're an excellent kisser. As are you, and thank you. <laughs> also excellent at touching. So you hold my head, hold the, go to the back of my neck, breathe in my ear, kiss down my neck. Hands are just kind of 
all in the right places. One point they were on my hips and I was like, oh, that's so many great, great things. Um, so slowly we work to the point where you're taking off my top and then my bra. Um, now you, I was waiting to see if you fast forwarded past the point where I walked in the room. I don't know when you did. <laughs> so as I walk into the room, uh-huh. your top is off. Oh, that's right. That's and right. your hands are behind your head. Yes. So you did a fancy move there. You pull my shirt to the point where it's not, it's over my head, but it's not off of my arms yet. And then did a fancy little restraint. Yeah. Restraint, like a restraint on my arms, but behind my head and then proceeded to kiss me all over, which uh, was fantastic. And as I walk in, he turns you around. (laughs) Yes. He has your arms above your head, kissing your neck. And you look at me as I walk in. (laughs) <laughs> and I've seen that look before. And I said, oh, this is going to go well tonight. <laughs> yeah, I, I, for me, it's the, the buildup is a big part of it. I like taking time building. And listen, there's times where there's not, there's not there's time. There's no to time build. for yeah. it, yeah. But in a situation like this, we have time and, you know, why not take your time? Yeah, right? no, and I'm not complaining. <laughs> I definitely feel like more of a dominant in that part of this scenario. And so I like to grip with my hands and touching all the right spots and be in control in, in those situations. And so you know, your top was going over your head. I saw a situation where I could kind of wrap your shirt up and yep. then your hands were tied up so that they're tied up behind your head. And then I have complete control at that moment, which is what I really wanted. So then I get a chance to, to touch you how I want to touch you and yeah. see how you respond. So that's- and that's perfect. It totally vibes with my vibe because I was going to say, I knew you melted instantly. <laughs> I did. I'm more of a submissive style. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> Sleeper yep. with her. <laughs> yes. yes, sleeper with her. That's the word, That's I believe. the word I'm looking for. Yep. That vibe totally matches mine, so it's nice that I didn't have to say anything. It was just a natural connection. Yep, I felt that too. felt like that definitely yeah. was a natural connection. And so led into turning you back around and a little bit more kissing and then putting you on the bed. And now I get to do what I really enjoy doing and kissing your entire body and taking my time going exactly where I want to go. And that's one of my favorite things. And you're good at it. Uh, in my life. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I like taking my time there as well and, and did and Definitely. felt like you responded well. And then you guys switch to a 69 position Mm -hmm. and you did it in such a way. Nessa, you were able to look me right in the eyes the whole time. We locked eyes and you thoroughly enjoyed that. I did. And it's rare to see you take a cock out of your mouth, (laughs) but apparently whatever was going on on the other end Uh, was... Yes, I had to to take a cock. Caused you to break a few times. (laughs) 
Yes. That's my favorite, actually, that whole break, because then I know I'm positive what I'm doing is correct. It's correct, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, if you actually have to stop and take a break, I know you that. You can't concentrate yeah, anymore. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's the right spot. Doing something right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And you did. You did many things right. Appreciate that. All the things right, I should say. As Nessa needs a break, <laughs> I believe the two of you started discussing what to do next. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, as it typically does, it comes back to, well, gee, what do you want to see? <laughs> And without me having to actually say it, Nessa, you said, oh, I know what you want to see. Yes. So I climbed on top. You climbed on top and started riding. One of my favorite things to watch is to see a cock going in and out of her. Mm -hmm. And just the way that she works her hips from behind. That worked out perfectly. Absolutely perfectly. (laughs) After a little while of you on top, you were then placed on your back. Mm. We had had a discussion earlier in the night about the wand. Mm -hmm. And how it's my favorite toy. Casey actually asked Where's your wand? Knowing that it's plugged into the wall a little closer to the other side of the beds, I said we had to scooch over and, and get it. So we shuffled around a little bit and found the wand. And then he suggested that we continue to use it. Mm-hmm. He has me on my back with my knees bent. And then I'm holding the wand on my clit while he penetrates me. <laughs> I'd prefer to say pound it away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. Okay. But I feel I feel like uh, that was probably later on. Like in the beginning, it was more of a kind of a slow, like just enjoying you, like getting to enjoy you, the the view, the watching you use your wand on yourself. That is true. Yeah, it was it was more of a slow build. I'm I'm definitely visual, so like I like to watch everything that's happening. So it gave me a chance. It gives me a good view on 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 what's happening, and uh, yeah, it was fantastic. You know, then once, like you said, then the pace picks up and I got you there, which was great hearing you and, and feeling you at the same time. Um, it was pretty clear where you were. And but we had talked and- through the whole squirting thing, which is one of my favorite things. I've actually been able to teach quite a few people how to do that, that have never been able to do it or told me I could never done this or I can't do it. It's not something that my body will do. And it's just fantastic when you teach someone that for the first time. And <laughs> it's such a obviously I'm not a woman, so I don't know this completely, but it seems to be such a different orgasm than just a regular clitoral orgasm. So getting someone to, to the point where they experience that for the first time for me is is such a rush. I could tell you were very excited to, uh, to work with me, to get me there. And, uh, that was really cool. So as you were guiding her step-by-step, the first orgasm that you experience, you didn't hold back. So First, Casey instructed me to, as he's inside me, um, to tell him when I'm close to Cummings. For whatever reason, I had it in my head that he was, <laughs> that when I said I was coming, there was going to be something that was done. But instead, he goes, "No, don't come." <laughs> and then it kind of like mind fucked me for a minute because I don't know how to not come when I'm that close. But I did. Uh, like, you actually tried to pull the wand I away. Did. I tried to. He he's said, like, oh, no, 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 don't no. do that. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, that was the only way I knew to stop myself from coming at the moment. We get back to it again, and then uh, I tell him I'm close. You tell me that I have to squeeze down to the point where I feel like I'm pushing you out of me as I'm coming, right? At the exact moment, right? So here's the thing. So in order for you to be able to do that, to actually fully squirt, and it's not, listen, most of the times it's not like the movies. Like, it's not like you're just going to spray the room down. You know what I mean? It's right. it's not realistic. It does happen, but not typically like that. So by getting you to hold your orgasm, it builds, right? So it's building, building. And then right when you're coming, if you squeeze like 
your pelvic floor and you're actually, I'm telling you to like, try to push me out. It seems like that women understand what that means or like they, Mm -hmm. and they try to do that. And then when you do that, I take myself out on purpose because that gives you then the space and the ability to be able to actually do that. So typically it's how that goes. So you have your first orgasm. Mm-hmm. Then you go to take the toy, <laughs> the wand, and put it to the side. Yeah. Nope. You're not done yet. Yeah, you weren't done. Which yeah. I love, by yeah. the way. <laughs> so that's part of it too, right? That's part yeah. of the dominant piece of that is I want to be in control of that situation. And not to be macho about it, but I want, if I'm on, t- especially when I'm on top in that situation, I want to be in control of what's happening. And I know that you weren't done. And <laughs> clearly I was right. Yeah. <laughs> Read the room right. (laughs) Then we move on. So you continue with the wand. Mm -hmm. And again, you're told, not yet, not yet. Right. Tell me when. And then when I get close, I tell him again. And then he does the same. You do the same motion where you pull yourself out as I'm coming. But I think my timing was a little off. Ultimately, while I didn't like spray the room down, as you said, I did feel there was liquid release. (laughs) And how do you feel about that? Good. Like, like, did it feel di- like it? Did it feel it, different than? It's just from our experience with squirters, mm-hmm. the amount of squirt that we've seen that makes me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. But in our situation, that was not uncomfortable at all. I felt it was a reasonable amount. Did you feel like it was a more intense orgasm or a better oh, orgasm? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, fuck. 
And it sounded like one. <laughs> yeah, I feel like it went pretty well. I feel like that went well. Very well. <laughs> I feel like and if you if you practice with that a little bit and get that timing right, I that's think that, sky's yeah. the limit on that one. Yeah. But you know you that's, hear that G, we gotta practice I, with that a little bit. God forbid, no. <laughs> Do I have to practice? Oh no. Can I make a schedule? I really need to practice. We schedule. need to get you uh, squirting. By Should be a good routine. I training. It would be fantastic to get a text from you guys a week or two from now. Like it just happened, and it was fantastic, and it was across the room. It yes. was spray- she sprayed the room down. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. I know. It is one of my favorite things, and yeah. it is. We, we have a handful a of people that we hang out with that do it, and I they they know how much I love it. So yeah. they definitely don't hold back one bit. Perfect. No, never. Yeah. I'm excited that you guys invited me to do this and I, you know, thanks for having me up here for this. This is obviously uh, pushing one of my comfort zones. I, uh, you know, when you first reached out to me, you're like, Hey, we have this idea. What do you think? And I'm like, it, man. it took you, you discussed it with me, mm-hmm. but you never actually gave me an answer. Mm-hmm. And then a few days later, I actually got the text. Yeah. Okay. I'm in. And there was no, <laughs> there was no other discussion. It was just a, okay, I'm in. And I, and I, I looked, the last text I sent was, let me know what you when, think. Yeah. It was Yeah, I process stuff like this slowly. I'm very private in this part of my life. No one knows about this at all. And unfortunately, that's the way most people are. And until it becomes more, I don't want to say mainstream, but Mm -hmm. more acceptable, that's the way, unfortunately, most people have to live. Yep. I kind of like that part of it. It kind of adds to it. You know what I mean? That nobody really knows that Mm -hmm. I have this side of me that uh, until you really get to know me. So that's where my issue is, because that's where you said where you really get to know me. Yeah. Where you learn the actual me. Is so the first time I can be myself is when I finally decide, okay, I can tell you about this thing that I enjoy mm-hmm. where I'm allowed to be myself. Right. And all these people that understand me and don't judge me are perfectly acceptable with whatever kink or sexual fantasy that I have that I'm more open to share than I would be if I was at the grocery store talking to somebody or whatever. Yep. And that's one of the main reasons why I love the lifestyle because I can just be myself. Yeah. Uh, anybody that knows me, I'm, I'm an overthinker too, right? So I, I can easily overthink a lot of this. So the first scenarios that I was in, I, I'm sure I overthought them and probably didn't add to my, it, it didn't add to the relationship that I was in. It probably took away from it, unfortunately. But then as I wrap my head around it, you get used to things and think through them and it's, it's not nearly as big of a deal as you make it out to be. So never is. It's still, right. it's still just sex with people that don't judge you and are, Happy to be doing it as well. Right. Yep. We are pretty good at getting people out of their comfort zone. That is true. I love how much people open up in here. Including ourselves. You are definitely open to venturing out of your comfort zone. When he brought up the idea of getting you to squirt, I thought you were going to be an immediate, no thanks, I'm good. Just Let's just play. I don't know if it was the way he... I think it was just my own curiosity, to be honest, see if maybe I could do it if he was willing to teach me. However, this made the play session totally different than my normal play sessions. I'm not usually being taught how to do something or talked through my how did that, orgasm. That's that's a <laughs> really good point. And in the moment, I'll tell you right now, sitting there watching, God, I love sitting there watching. <laughs> I did not feel it was instructional. It didn't it was come not, off. It did that not. Way. No. It did not. In fact, his need to control and my need to be submissive fell perfectly together in that moment because he was not necessarily being instructional in a teaching way. It was more of an instructional in a controlling way, in a good controlling way. Like, you're going to do this. Tell me when you're going to come. 
and, and that's the a, way I took it. Now you tell me when you're going to come. Now we do this. It was right. more of a, I'm going to Here's what you we're how, going yeah, to this do. This is what we're doing. Yeah. And you, you really, when he suggested break out the toy, you were like, yes, there. It was just so refreshing to have somebody who has listened prior to going into that room and now pulls out the information and uses it. It was so nice because before we went back, we kind of sat And when you and say talked. listen, you don't mean listen to the podcast. You mean no, literally we were talking. No, to what we, what we were saying before we went into that room. And now I will say that a very small percentage of people ask me about toys and what I like in bed before we go back into the room. So there's that. That conversation does typically take place in a post Sex correct, environment. Correct. Yes. But in this particular scenario, we were talking about experiences. We were just kind of sharing, just being social. And I, he I, that was says, just a passing comment. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't meant to give him any instruction, but he utilized it to his best ability. And he mentioned grabbing the wand. And that was fantastic. He listened and then it made a great experience for everyone. I will be honest, sitting here this whole time, I'm just looking at you and I'm thinking, you know what? Now that we're starting to introduce the wand into our play, it would be really hot if we introduced a two-headed dildo and you and another girl push up against each other with the wand in the middle. In the middle. Oh, fuck. That could be really hot. It could be. That could be. Yeah, I can see that. Wow. I can see that. But we digress. I have been very clear in the past. I am a big fan of squirting. Yes. And to see you so welcome to giving that a try, having your curiosity level peaked with it. Now, I will admit to this point, we still haven't really tried out that technique. (laughs) So I kind of want to let him try that again. Continue. And I don't don't know if I want to be the one that got you there. mm, This is tough. I've thought about it for a while. EG, I'm off to my squirting lesson. (laughs) Wow. Based on that tone. Five (laughs) o'clock. All right. That's... Not going to lie, that sounded kind of (laughs) hot. You mentioned in the episode your level of hesitation was the possible amount of fluid. You were concerned with the idea of you being able to squirt, having seen some of our other play partners that do squirt and squirt very large volumes. Has that been part of your hesitation to open up to this? My hesitation with squirting has not been related to the amount, but it's the mess that it makes. One of my favorite things about squirting. (laughs) In my head, thinking of the aftermath of, especially in our home bed, like it's a different story if we're at a club with rubber sheets, a room that's, I'm sure there's Tons of bodily fluids on the floor. (laughs) Can confirm. I have left plenty of DNA all over that place. But I'm thinking more in our home scenario or even in the apartment bed where we we don't have rubber sheets on this. And we while we have those liberator throws that you can use that are really fantastic for those <laughs> uh, looking for a blanket that you can squirt all over and just wrap up and throw in the washer when you're done. That's great. But in this scenario, of course, we I wasn't laying on one. So I guess my hesitation is just kind is not necessarily said, the process. Do you feel you might have held back at all during this process? No, I okay, did not. I, I really tried. I did really try. And I also, for me, my body is likely in a constant state of dehydration at some point. (laughs) I do not drink enough water. I live on coffee and caffeinated drinks. And while it's very unhealthy to 
live this way. Part of me wonders if I were more hydrated, <laughs> if that would be easier to overcome and like actually learn how to squirt. I appreciate the fact that he was not like the typical guy who was, oh, I can make you squirt and then jams two fingers inside of you and trying to thrust away as hard as he can. Into that G spot, yeah. And was actually, I'm going to make you do this through intercourse. You're going to orgasm and you're going to orgasm with your wand. I don't care if that's what it takes to get you there. This is something I want to share with you. Let's try it this way. And you know you're going to orgasm with your wand, so let's do that. And he was very focused on you orgasming. Yes. Not just once but twice, twice and had your legs not been shaking the way they were, he probably would have kept going. I'm guessing there would have been a three, yeah. After our experience, I later Googled, uh, can I learn how to squirt? And I did find out that, sure, one method is to rapidly hit the G spot and that can make you squirt. Um, and I have done that to you. <laughs> and I've So I guess I'm also, one of those guys, but... Well, and I've I, done that to many people, so I'm not going to imply like I have not or shame anybody that has. <laughs> I was just very pleased in the fact that that's the way he that decided was not the to, method. to take you to try to take you to that level. And I think the process that he did definitely opened your mind and body to that. And I also thought he left it very much in my court. It was not like, uh, well, if I hit this G spot enough times and I make you pretty much fool your body into thinking it needs to release this liquid. Oh, look, you're a squirter. Well, not necessarily. I think, well, you just fooled. <laughs> you just rammed your finger into my G spot enough time. Sure. Okay. guess that releases some stuff. Fair enough. The article goes on to say how being relaxed and letting there be a lot of buildup, letting the clit swell and give a lot of stimulation to all those parts. And then once you're there and you've had all this buildup, and also it does say that holding back your orgasm as well is part of learning how to get yourself to squirt. You basically build yourself up to, I want to explode moment and then bam, you do. <laughs> and at as, least that was my understanding. <laughs> Sorry. And as he was telling you, as you're about to come, try to push my cock out. I started thinking back to the other partners I've had that do squirt. Mm -hmm. The feeling when I'm either fucking them or going down on them as they're getting to that point and vividly remembering if my fingers are inside of them, they're definitely pushing down and that it was very similar. And okay. what they do gets them there. And again, I mean, I know you're going to hate this, but we're just, we're going to have to practice. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, I know how upsetting this is. It, it's it's going to be tough, but if there's something I'm up for, it's practicing with you. I mean, yeah, you are so supportive. It's, it's, I'm here for you. I couldn't ask for a more supportive partner. And then this asks the question, this is something you started with somebody else. Do you want them to try to see it through? Or <laughs> is this something you want to work on with me? I think it's going to be a situational working on because I feel that I'm not going to always, I, every single time I have sex from here on out the door, I'm not going to be practicing this move. I think there's going to be a moment in time. Where there's like, a level gonna, of timing right and now. positions. Like, it feels like, yeah. I mean, he it, had your legs up. He was definitely putting you in a spot where you were open. Yeah, literally. And it's not a position you're going to have an orgasm in every time, especially if a wand's not there. Correct. For me. I, I may so question if it's a spot that you could even have an orgasm in without a wand. In that position, I usually, without a wand, I usually have my fingers. I'm usually, Do you think your fingers could have gotten you there that night? Oh, yeah. Well, that's when he asked for the wand because I reached down there for my clit, 
to play mm-hmm. with myself while he was there. And he... One of the hottest fucking things you do, by the way. I, he saw that and he was like, get your wand. Let's get there faster. <laughs> He's like, wait, saved my finger wrist action. So before we get into the rest of the episode, I have a question for you. So when Casey came into the lifestyle, he came in with in his relationship and the party we got to see him at was the naughty school girl. And so his partner at the time got tied up and he mentioned that when he was watching her go through it, he was actually learning step-by-step how, how to do these ties. And so that just brought up a question in my head for you because you've seen me tied a couple times. And I know that you reached out to Tommy after the first time I was tied, asking him for resources on where you could learn to tie, where you can get the ropes. and We have a thousand feet of the rope that he recommended at home in a drawer. I know. So now when you watch me get tied, are you watching Tommy tie the ropes or are you watching me and experiencing my level of enjoyment? There's a reason why when I need landscaping work done, I hire a landscaper. When I need painting <laughs> done, I hire a painter. If something breaks on my car, I take it to a mechanic my bitch needs to be tied up. Well, damn it. I hire a I have Tommy. a Tommy who <laughs> is more than willing to. I feel Tommy, while he won't say he's an expert, he is exactly what you were looking for in that realm. I agree. And while you and I have made attempts at the tying up, it's I not the same. don't know if that's our dynamic. Now, at times we'll go with choking or I'll hold you down in certain ways and you you melt. And I love that. I don't know if me going through the process of tying you up and then grabbing your wand and using your wand and playing with you in certain ways would get you to the same spot as when Tommy, who... And I know a good portion of that is because I'm not thinking about Tommy in the way that I'm thinking about you when we're together. So when we're together in the bedroom... I'm thinking, I want to turn you on. I want to please you. I want to do things to you. I want to touch you. What are you thinking when you're with Tommy? With Tommy, it's more of the mental game. There's a lot of people watching me. Completely vulnerable position he has chosen to tie me into. And that fight against needing to control the situation or needing to control my orgasm, which now at this point with his use of the wand... (laughs) I can't. All those things are going through my head. So it's definitely a a different mind game than if it's just me and you in the bedroom. But to answer your question, I am 100% watching you. I could give two shits how he's doing it. I couldn't even tell you exactly how you were tied up the last two or three times. I mean, I just know that the type of person you are, I figured you're looking to see how does this work and how is he doing this? And you would think I would be like, oh, how does this car work? Or how can I fix this sink? But again, there are people that do that every day that are going to do it much better than I can. I'm happy to let them do it. (laughs) So instead of focusing on that, I get to focus on you and watching you melt as he pulls you in a certain way and then watch you squirm as he teases you with the wand, watch you push back as he tries to slide a finger inside your ass, listening to to you scream and moan and beg for more is far more entertaining to me than going, well, how did he get that loop there? It's that I will. Okay. I was, I was just curious when Casey brought up the, well, I was learning part. I didn't know if you'd be more of a, I'm trying to figure out the gears and how this works and I'm going to put it all together. And nope. All I'm thinking is I cannot wait to fuck you later to the, (laughs) 
talk of what you just did. All right. So now I want to get into the different types of single guys. This is something I really liked about him. We mentioned that he seems to have a different attitude than some of the other single guys and a different approach. And I think part of that is how he started in the lifestyle. I think part of that stems from having his first exposure to the lifestyle within a couple. That Wow. That's I honestly didn't even think about that. That's a great point. I mean, he didn't come in as a single guy. He came in as somebody in a couple. So his so experience to, in the lifestyle is walking around with a partner, talking mm-hmm. to other couples. Observing. And he knows what a creepy single guy is like. The one, the lurkers who's, you know, follow you through the hallway. He knows what. Now the lurkers, well, I kind of want to go through the different types of single guys right now. Okay. The lurkers, I feel most of those are there to watch. Sometimes. I, I feel they are there. I will find a door that's open. I, If I see somebody sexy that I'd love to watch fucking and they're back in that area, I'm going to follow them just in case they go into a room and leave that door open with the chain up. So that way I can see this person who I find very attractive doing this. I also think they kind of have that hope that a couple's going to come past them, just seize this opportunity and say, hey, you single guy, get in here. I need somebody to fuck my wife. And or, now I think that's a different one. There, There's the lurkers who are, they just, they literally just follow people around or are constantly going around the loop looking in every room. Yeah. Then there's the hang back guys who are off in that back corner right outside the group room where single guys are allowed to play Mm -hmm. right outside the glory hole room where it's typically single guys and the occasional couple that go in those holes and they're waiting for someone to present the idea of including them it's almost like the lineup at a brothel i don't know if you watch the hbo show chicken ranch but literally when a customer came in the hostess would ring a bell and all the girls would come and line up and the guy would say all right i would like to talk with you take that girl off have a couple drinks and then off to a room where she displays the menu i think that's the same scenario for these guys they all hang out back there this is where you pick up a single guy this is where you go pick up somebody who you don't have to talk to it's I'm here looking for a penis. You have one. Let's go. Yeah. See, I almost classify lurkers and the, what did you call them? Hangerbacks. The hangbacks. The yes. hangbacks. I almost classify them together, but you're right. I guess it is two different types when I think about it. Now, the only single guy that you've had two experiences with is a hangback. Is a hangback. Yeah. Who happened to be right outside the room that first time that you played with a single guy who approached you at the bar completely naked and said, really want to have sex with you. I'm here naked. You're here in panties and some paint. Fuck, that was, I, I still keep turned on thinking of that night. You guys go back. He is hanging outside of that room, which is right on the corner where these guys hang out. Looking through the door, there were five of the hangbacks yeah. right there. And I opened the door and said, you, Mr. Hangback, come on in. So that brings us to the third type of single guy that there is, and that's the more social type. Those are the type that want to be your friend, want to hang out and chat for a little while, want to get to know you to some extent. Which is interesting because there is one single guy at the club who hangs out at the bar and isn't one of the I, but I would backers. almost I would classify him as a hangback though because he hangs back at the bar where everybody's right. at. He's not. If somebody approaches him to talk to them, yeah, they'll talk to them politely, and occasionally he'll do a loop around just to see what's going on in the back. But he's not approaching anybody, right? Which I think is something that most couples would appreciate. Yes and no, because see, in this particular case, I find 
this gentleman to be very attractive. You are, yes, very much. And because he gives zero attention to the ladies and he just kind of sits and he socializes with the bartender and he, he will socialize with you if you talk to him. And I have but, intentionally lined you up next to him a couple times. And I have talked to him, but I am, he's that mysterious. Can I even get him? Does he like me? Is he attracted to me? I don't know if that's part of his gig or like, I what, honestly think that he, he is a hangback in the fact that he will wait for someone to, Hey, I've talked to you. If you're interested, let me know. Let's go. But yeah, you <laughs> like, I'm interested in you. Can we please go? That's also situationally dependent because there are nights when I don't want a pushy single guy to, I want you, I want you, let's go back. And but I there do have been ones that we've played with once. There, there was one that we played with once who another night was right there going, hey, and tried to talk you up. But you were like, yeah, it's not what we're looking for tonight. But also the club is not our preferred place for single guys. So that also adds we say little, that, but that's where 70 percent of our. Yeah, but we also know happen. we can get the single guy situation to happen essentially whenever we want it. True. So it's not like a hard to come by kind of thing. I would say for us, more specifically for you, you are most comfortable when you've been approached politely in a, I don't want to say non-sexual environment because it's at the club still, but not right outside of a room. But hey, we're all hanging out. It's nice to talk to you. I'm displaying some interest in you. I'm flirting with you. That speaks to the type of person I am and how I enjoy sex because I'm not a dominant person. Just in general, my personality is not dominant. So I want to know that the person that I'm about to go have sex with actually finds me attractive or wants me also in return. Mm -hmm. That makes it hard for me to enjoy some of the single guy hangback type because they're not in your face. They're not telling you they want you. And then when you bring them in a room and I'm using them for something in that situation, I'm not really being turned on mm -hmm. unless the situation is that you are really enjoying what you're seeing. And now I'm utilizing this moment to turn you on. And I will admit there are three, maybe four of the current hangbacks in our club that I would very much love to see you with. Mm -hmm. But let's be honest, Casey was your first single guy in over a year. Yeah. Yeah, it has been a while. Why do you think that is? This last year hasn't given us the opportunities to play with single guys at the apartment as much. And then most of our other activities have been at the club. So we end up meeting couples. And I just think it's been the lack of opportunity. And then that is time true. When, kind of When flies. we've played with single guys at the sex apartment, it was typically a daytime thing. Yep. And the last year schedule really hasn't opened it. Now, I will say that the two single guys that have been here, plus the three or four that I've mentioned, hey, this is something we'd like to do, are reaching out on sometimes weekly, worst case scenario, monthly basis going, I'd love to get in. Have you forgotten about me? I know. And I always, you know, I feel terrible. I want to. I don't want to keep them like, feel like I'm dangling a carrot, you know, mm -hmm. but it just really does. It just boils down to, you know, life. Have you felt any single guy experience has been... I don't want to say bad, but less than you were hoping for out of it. I wouldn't say the experience was less than I was hoping for, but I think the single guy experience where I don't know who it is, I don't know who's coming in, I haven't talked to them. It's just purely set up from a profile online and they're coming over, we're going to have sex and that's they're in and out makes me nervous 
on so many levels because it's not just my own nerves like oh are they gonna like me or they you know not mm-hmm. just my nerves but I probably won't listen to a little bit too much true crime <laughs> and <laughs> I just have it in my head that and I'll be honest that's where before we invite somebody back here it's somebody with multiple certifications yeah from and usually from people that we know I know and I'm not saying you don't like you don't vet these people to some extent but there's always that off chance that somebody got through you know and (laughs) just it boils down to me too much dateline too much true (laughs) true crime podcast I can't that being said Mm -hmm. having just enjoyed this past experience yes do you feel a little more single guy play might be something you'd be interested in the near future I was going to talk to you about this off mics but since we're here talking Hang on. Now I'm, (laughs) let me adjust here. (laughs) Ashley has a regular play partner. Ashley has built a rapport with this. Well, he's not a single guy, but in their dynamic, it's as if he's a single guy, even though he's married. So what I like about the idea of having, say, a more regular single guy would be exactly what Ashley had spoke to on the last podcast. And she said, and it Went by really briefly, but she said, the more we have played, the better the sex has gotten. And that's true of any relationship. You know, I, as, I even as feel you, with couples, the more we yeah, play with them, the more the, natural the, the progression gets, is. The easier, and yeah. The longer things last. And you start to know what people like. You yep. can, or it can go shorter because now <laughs> you've already proven yourself now. Get them there. We have some time. It's a little late. Let's go. <laughs> so I guess I'm, I kind of fancy the idea of having a more regular single guy. However, I also don't want a regular single guy because I kind of don't want to necessarily build that type of relationship. Have a relationship where the guy is going to know every inch of me and know exactly where to touch and what to do to get me off. But I think the idea of a regular single guy kind of scares me a little bit. And Mm -hmm. I think that's more of an, would I not catch on to emotional connections that may build when I'm unaware that it's happening. From my standpoint, I like the idea of, I don't want to say one and done, Mm-hmm. because I have no problem giving each of these guys, anybody that shows up and does a good job, I have no problem with them coming back right. multiple times. Right. If we had just stuck with single guy number one, we would not have welcomed Casey in, right. and you would not have and experienced that, that moment. Correct. So I think we need like a roulette wheel or like a wheel of fortune wheel and like have three or four different regular single guys on it and then one tab that says try a new single guy. <laughs> And we just spin it and see what happens. Yes, please. <laughs> it's our Wednesday night fun. Like, I, let's I'm play telling you right now, I will go order a fucking wheel. <laughs> wheel of single guys. I don't even know what you could call it. <laughs> Do we keep it out when they get here? What is my face If you on come that? up, you're really lucky. <laughs> why is that arrow pointed at my face right now? Why well, is my picture on That's the... why you're here. Along with like, wait a minute. Those are the guys I hang at the back of the club with. <laughs> <laughs> what would be even more entertaining is if the wheel landed on that person a little while later. And he comes in and one or two of the faces have changed. It's like, wait. oh, wait, I could lose my spot on the wheel. Thanks for joining us for a Hump Day Quickie. We hope this brought you some midweek excitement. If you have your own confession you'd like to share with us and our audience, please call 844 4 Hump Day and leave us a message. Can't wait to hear your sexy stories. <laughs>